and welcome to the book club haters book club. A podcast. <laughs> yes. 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 Okay. Keep going. A podcast where we discuss the books we love and otherwise. I'm Noor. I'm Tia. And we're the pain pals. I think you need to, I need to describe explain. the context. Okay. The context of what is pain that pals here mean. I am uh, partially in pain at the moment because of a surgery. Uh, Tia, I think, is also in some sort of pain. And we are long distance. I am. And I... we're pen pain pals. <laughs> yeah. I took a fall yesterday and I fell really badly and it hurts Yikes. my neck and my butt. And I couldn't hear for like half an hour. Holy shit, what? No, I mean, I heard, I heard ringing in my ears. And every time somebody was talking to me, I was like, I can't hear what you're saying. Nothing is processing. That is so scary, though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'll your brain better. just took a, sh- I usually, a shook a shake. Yeah, my brain was like, oh, I'm done with this shit. But yeah. yeah. Anyway, how's your reading the past month? Huh? Abysmal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tell me more. Um, so basically, I've, I've had, uh, unsurprising to my life, is that I've had a, yeah. a change, two changes, which is like one that I had to prepare for. One is that I got a new job. Whoop, Yay. Whoop. So after a few years of being in the same job, I finally got promoted. And so I've been having to go through medical checks and sending letters here and there to confirm that mm-hmm. I am taking it. And also, I received news that I had to get surgery on the lump in my breast again. <laughs> so yep. it's it's been hectic, kind of just sorting out my life so that everything goes smoothly. There's just no, right. been no time for books. What about you? So did you... Did you not read at all, though? I literally did not read at all. I think I read, like... Because uh, our book club pick for this month is one of my yeah. favorite books. So I, I read, like, a quarter of it. And I was like, it's okay. Right. I, I know everything that happens here. I've read this ten times. <laughs> it's okay. Right. Um, on my part, I also didn't read at all the past month. Because <laughs> I, started, I started watching Star Trek The Next Generation. And I was so into it that... I neglected everything else that I usually do before I go to sleep, (laughs) uh, which is usually when I read. Mm. So I just didn't crack open a book at all. And I don't feel guilty about it. I think this is the first time in a while where in a month I just didn't read anything. Mm. So Star Trek's really fun. (laughs) Or is it? Is is this like, I I don't know anything about Star Trek. So it's like, is this the old series? This is, yeah, I think it's, I, I think Next Generation might be from the 80s or late 70s. I don't even remember. And part of the reason why I started watching it was because I was discussing it with my friend how whenever before I go to sleep, I cannot decide what to watch on Netflix. And she told me maybe you should start watching a TV series that has a lot of episodes and earlier this year, my friend also told me Star Trek is on Netflix. I should start watching it. And then my other friend told me he really likes Star Trek and I should start watching it. And because everybody just keeps recommending this to me, I just delved into it and I love this so much. Cool. So much. 
Yeah. It's so much fun. Like last night was my first night in in a very long time. And I just laid down on the couch and watched it. It was great. Mm. I like that. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> I also don't feel How do you much, feel? Yeah, I don't feel much like yeah. guilt over not reading. It was just yeah. like it wasn't it didn't feel unnatural, you know, it wasn't like I want to go I wanna read, but I can't I don't know I can't yeah. read, but like it's just I don't wanna read. Like was yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. I because I usually sometimes I feel that if I don't read in a month, I feel I don't not guilty per se. It's more like oh, I just this is a task that I didn't do that I would usually do. But this time around, I feel like because I kind of filled my time with something. Like I was hanging out with my friends a lot. Mm. I um like I did stuff that like I just didn't want to open a book and commit to something that I don't want to do. And it was great because I know like if I don't read anything for a long time, I don't feel guilty about it. But this time I feel like it was kind of justified that I didn't read anything and it was fine. I also kind of hit my one, one, my goal for the amount of books I've read this year and I overexceeded it. So I felt fine about it. Mm. I totally forgot about the yeah. book goal thing. I don't, I don't remember yeah. how many books i decided to read and i don't think i've met that goal i think mostly because i've just been rereading a lot but um yeah mm-hmm. it's I, I think this year overall i think like my reading has been very uh not poor but not mm. the greatest growth but i'm fine with for it. yourself though right yeah for myself yeah like, but i still i'm I still feel fine because I I feel like there are lots of things in my life that make me also feel fulfilled mm-hmm. that I'm doing. Yeah. So I feel okay about it. Yeah, I think it's good because I remember when I started Be Read and I was kind of pressuring people to read more. And I look back to that person now and I think, what, what were you trying to achieve really? Mm-hmm. Um, you shouldn't be pressuring people to do stuff they they don't really want to commit to so i just like it was nice to just not commit to anything um this month when it comes to reading Mm. it was good i like it nice yeah that's it really does the discussion for the past month sure yeah uh What's what's our next cat what are we doing book thoughts book thoughts that was the fastest introduction ever. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Book Thoughts. Yeah. Uh, this, yeah. Today we're talking about coffee table books. Yeah. Tell us, what Dia, what is it? Coffee table books. I don't, know what, I don't know what the description of coffee table books are. I just know that they're oversized, usually hardcover. And they're, they're very pretty. O- often on a table somewhere. On, the table on a somewhere. table in a house. Yeah. Or in the clinic while you're waiting. Oh, that's true. Kind of depends. Like, clinics sometimes... do. I don't think I've ever seen coffee table books in clinics. I think I've seen more magazines. Oh, but when I was in the UK studying, um, there were coffee table mm-hmm. books, like genuine coffee table books. I think cool. some of them were uh, anatomy-related. I think they're similar to what you bought last month. Was it? Yeah, Anatomica. Yeah, yeah Anatomica. Yeah. It was kind of similar to that kind of theme. So mm-hmm. maybe, you know, maybe, it was, or maybe it was just like that one clinic that I went to, you know. Probably. What clinic was it? Is it for your dentist or something? Um, just 
GP, I guess. Right. I don't, I think part of it is because coffee table books are really expensive because they're hot cover. And I don't think, like, the effort of making those books are cheap. No, they're not. Yeah. Because they're also printed in really high quality paper and ink. Yeah. So recently, yeah. Um, I just remembered that uh, I helped out for uh, my boyfriend's... My boyfriend was having a photo shoot. He was in mm-hmm. a model for it. So I helped out there. Mm-hmm. And then I had a talk with the people there. Um, should I be mentioning their names? I guess I should. So like... Uh, I was, don't, or you don't have to. I don't, I don't have know, to. Okay. Whatever you want. So like a local uh, creative group. And... They were planning on making a coffee table book out of all of those pictures that they took that day and like other days. And it seemed like there were so many aspects to it. And it was mostly like um, the pictures themselves, right? Because like they take a lot of time. They take a lot of people to execute as opposed to like if you're just writing, not just writing, but like if you're writing a book or so uh, and it's like filled with words and it's mostly like... right. There is an editor, but there's also, like, a main writer for it. But this one, it's just, like, you have to deal mm. with, like, multiple models, multiple props, and, like, the photographer has to have figure out his time, and then, like, somebody has to, like, figure out the theme for it. It's, like, a, a whole effort. And that's, like, before printing or anything. Right. So... It sounds it, intense. It, it is intense. Like, I was like, wow, that is amazing. Uh, it's... And it is expensive as heck to print, especially if you're in Brunei, yeah. where printing is ex- really expensive. So, where are they printing it from? Uh, I am not sure. Right. Okay. I think they're still looking okay. for they, at the time that I, when I was talking with them, they were still looking for a, a a printing place that was appropriate, I guess. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What's the point of us talking about this? Oh, right. Because I've been, I bought like the past six months. I haven't bought a lot, but I bought some coffee table books. And thinking back, I think younger me would not have bought these books, even though they are very pretty. Um, Like I bought, I, I placed an order for a recent one for the book by the Gorilla Girls, which is a group of um woman artists who have been um not boycotting they've been calling out on museums to put more women and women of color work in national museums so i place an order for that and then i realized oh i kind of like coffee table books quite a bit lately and especially like display on in my living room um Mm. table they're very pretty. Like yeah. I, I do think like I am also of that age where like before <laughs> in my like teens, I would be like, what yeah. is the point of a coffee table book? It's just there gathering yeah. up dust. But now that I'm like, I don't, I don't know why what the difference is, but basically, it, it is I think an age thing where I'm just like, oh, that's this is so pretty. I think it would be so interesting to see and like to display mm-hmm. and like for people to maybe read as well. Like it's something easy for people to just flip through and i think that yeah. there is a um a function to that too you know it doesn't have to be like you sit down and like have a real hard to think about all the words that yeah. you're reading yeah oh, what book have you been looking at it 
Do you remember? Uh, I remember that I was, I really, I'm interested in fashion as well and in, interested mm-hmm. in styling and how to style your people basically and like there are many many books i think one of the first ones that i saw was and i was interested in was um this person called um song of style um mm-hmm. she has a coffee table book about fashion styling and it is kind of considered one of the one of the uh i don't know what's how what the word is but it's like one of the an icon yeah an icon of that and okay. i I was considering it when I was like 20 years old and I was like, mm-hmm. what is the point of a coffee table book? It's, it's like, mm-hmm. it's too pretty. It's very big. It doesn't fit very well in my, on my bookshelf, but like, that's the point. It's not supposed to fit on your bookshelf. Yeah. It's supposed to fit on your table. <laughs> yeah, I think um, part of it is also because if you look at coffee table books and you think, oh, what's the point of them? You're probably looking at coffee table books that, doesn't really gauge your interest Mm, yeah yeah because like with anatomica the reason why i bought it is because i have been very interested in how artwork represents life and how it kind of looks into the history of how people draw um bodily anatomy especially Mm. for women and stuff and part of the reason why they don't have a lot of drawings for women is because um a lot of anatomy in the very very old days is using um cadavers of criminals and there just weren't a lot of women criminals that they're willing to dissect and stuff Mm. and i really like like that part of the history of the gender aspect of how anatomy is represented in science and in medical field and the reason why i bought the gorilla girl books is because i love the gorilla girls like i've always loved them for a very long time and i have another one i can't remember what it's called i think like i remember showing you some pictures of it when i was in japan of this artist i'm gonna pick up the book like i'll be right back okay i'm back that was quick oh it's not that big of an apartment um so another book that i bought this one isn't a hardcover and i remember showing this to you when i was in japan like i was just showing you um the art inside it's by it's an image collection by um an artist called sugiuru Sugiura Hisui and he's a Japanese artist who draws like I don't know a lot of magazine covers a lot of advertisements and they are amazing like so colorful and it also kind of shows his influence from a lot of western culture Mm -hmm. because he used to travel a lot and he just draw a crap load of stuff and just implement those influence that he had into um japanese art and they're so pretty and like i love having it like this the cover is so simple but then like once you open the book it's like it just pops everything just pops like everything is so colorful and that like that kind of shit interests me so much because they're art from like i don't know 1980s 1990s i think it's nice right like a a coffee table book as like a compilation of work from an artist that you are interested in but you obviously cannot afford (laughs) to to have a collection yeah. of yourself for yourself so it's a that's way true to be I, think like, with it. I think some of these drawings are not even 1980s probably like 19 this one says 1926 Whoa. so it might just go older than that and i think like part of the reason why i like this is the cover is so unassuming and i think when people open it 
they'll find something that they'll like mm. because he drew in a lot of very different style like a lot of um the way depiction of war like depiction of women and fashion and all that stuff as well as like a lot of asian culture in it and i really love it and i don't know like i remember seeing this book when i was in japan and I just immediately saw it and I was like, I have to buy this. And every time I buy coffee table books, they're always out of impulse. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But I think you're right. Maybe it is an age thing. Because I, I think as a child, maybe you don't have coffee tables. But now as I don't have a coffee table at the moment. And I think that's why I don't uh-huh. have any coffee table books with me yet. <laughs> right now. Yeah, not yeah. yet. But I will. I think... I think once you start making that dough, you're going to buy like five. Oh my God. That means I have to get a coffee table. <laughs> I genuinely <laughs> thought of that. Like, oh, I think I want to get like a nice like table. For, like, I really yeah. did think about it. So I was like, okay, I probably will buy mm. a lot of coffee table. Books. Yeah. And I flip through these books like every, I don't know, like once or twice a week. Mm. Whenever, before I go to work, um, when I'm sitting on in the living room. So... It's not like they're just there for decorative purposes. I genuinely look through them. Mm. Do you have any other thoughts? Mm, not really, other than, wow, this is aging, huh? <laughs> 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 the weird aspects of aging that we didn't uh, really first. Expect. First, your boob got lumps. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm into coffee table books. What? Yeah. <laughs> they're not weird. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. We'll move on then. Welcome to question time in which uh, I don't have a question (laughs) at the moment. Always. Oh, my God. Three months in a row, I think, with you. Amazing. Okay. Okay. Um, Uh, Yeah. 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 Sure. Okay. I have a question now. Yeah. Okay. Well, what's your favorite book cover? I don't think we've asked that question. Oh, that's such a hard question. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Okay. I think I have to refer to Goodreads for this. Do you have one? I do not. <laughs> yeah. I don't have one because like, I don't really think about the covers as much. Right. And also because like if you have I'm pretty like, sure... the different yeah. um, versions say like in this country, it's a different cover. And then in this country, it's a different cover. So it's like, you know it's yeah. kind of hard because the cover is in, in I think if I th- they're linked to the content I would say right and I would I think if I'm like, thinking about yeah. yeah okay you can keep talking and then I'll talk when you're done uh because I think like my perception of what makes the cover really pretty is also like my linked to the perception of like how I think of the book itself if it's like a really shitty book right. I wouldn't like this cover sucks actually i don't really care about it like this has no function other than being pretty so oh my god that's my interpretation okay. anyway. that's really that's that's savage <laughs> that's how i approach people as well because like if i think like right initially the the, the aesthetics is like oh she's she or he is like so pretty or they they're so pretty and then like um when i if i get to know them and then they're actually like a really shitty person i'm just like they're not that attractive at all it's like that, Aww. you know? Right. Okay. No, that's fair enough, I guess. Um, I think if I'm thinking about more recent one, Anatomica was definitely 
up there for me and is part of the reason why I bought it in the first place. But I don't have, I don't know what my favorite book cover ever is, but I do have a few which I really like. Mm. Um, a very good cover that I really like is called a, a book by a Singaporean poet called Loud Poems for a Very Obliging Audience by Ng Yisheng. And um, I remember lending it to you, and I think you didn't like it, but I also don't remember if that was right or you might have been Manisha. It was probably um, Manisha because I don't remember reading uh, it probably a was Manisha book from you. Yeah, that's true. It probably was Manisha, actually. Um, the book cover is... Um, do you want to try Googling it? Yeah. Because okay. I don't know how to describe it. It's... Can you it has it? like Can you, wait. loud poems for a very obliging audience. Okay. So the cover is um, it has the backdrop of Singapore and there's a really huge monster uh, in a form of a human being and they're just walking as if they're Godzilla. They're like helicopters and Oh, this is so planes. you. I know, right? I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like super on point i really i really like this cover quite a lot and if there was like a book cover that would it. be like what book cover is like ps <laughs> choice it's with this one i just know yeah. it but also the name of the book is really good and i think the name of the book is very me too mm. yeah it is yeah yep so i like that do you have any that you like though um i am looking at my uh, this goes to show I don't really look at things. Oh, I love um the book the book cover for Blue Lily Lily Blue by Maggie Stiefvater. It is mm-hmm. so nice and florally, and has like pinks and I don't even know what that is, but like dark. It's super pretty. Every time I look at it, I'm like, wow, this is a beautiful cover. Is it the green one? Hold on. Um, I'm not sure if you have. Lily, Lily blue yeah but like the the, si- yeah, the spine nice of it is also it has a a little like it continues on to the spine and it's really pretty it has like pink suddenly mm. it's like really pretty really love it oh i love those kind of books that kind of works toward the spine and to the back yeah i'm guessing those are really expensive to make which is why people don't really do it maybe yeah yeah, those are nice. Those are I nice. love those. <laughs> do you have a question for me? Oh, I do. Sabar, do I? Do you? I I know I know I had like three questions. Oh wow! Last time. Hmm. What is your favorite book buying memory? Ah! Uh, oh my god. Okay, so I would say. Over a decade ago, oh my god, am I that old? I guess yeah. so. Over dec- a decade ago, my family. Oh my and god! I had, please stop. <laughs> when I went to my family and I went to KL, and I went to Kinokuniya, mm. and I basically just like stayed there for five hours, and just like kept pulling books from the shelf, putting them on the floor, <sighs> and like stacking them, and then like deciding which books I wanted, for five hours. Oh, cute. Yeah, and then I only had money for half of them, so I had to put them all back. But because I'm such a goody-two-shoes when it comes to bookstores, I put them all back at, in, mm-hmm. in their correct place. And I was so happy. <laughs> that's so cute. Yeah, that's my favorite memory. 
Do you have oh, one? Sweet. Uh, no. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let me think. I. Maybe like I remember going to Paris a few years back, and I just went to a lot of the. Uh, I can't even remember. Oh, the, did you go to those like really famous bookstores that that are like wall to wall, floor to ceiling? Yeah, books. I wow. did go to Shakespeare and Co. And I did really like Shakespeare and Co. I think I went to Latin Quarters in Paris. Mm. Um, is that what it's called? Yeah, I went to the Latin Quarter, and um, they have a lot of secondhand bookstores and stuff, mm. and. I remember once because I couldn't find a book by a French anthropologist in London that's cheap that I actually had to go um, to Paris to find the book. <laughs> and yeah, and I remember asking the guy, like, can, do you know where I can find this book? Because it's a secondhand shop. Um, he just directed me to a basement <laughs> and was like, you can find it down there. Um, so that was really fun. Um, but also in London... Most of the time, I went to a lot of secondhand bookstores. Um, I kind of regret not really going to like exploring um, mm-hmm. London's secondhand bookstores. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Charing Cross apparently has a lot of them, but I swear to God, I have no idea where to find those places. Mm, same, same. But I did go yeah. to, um, where did I go? I think I went to Cardiff to visit my cousin. And then, like, I, mm-hmm. we found this, like, this very obscure, <laughs> in a very obscure alleyway, um, a secondhand bookstore it was like a basement the main floor and the first floor it wasn't even the first floor it was like a loft situation and it was just like mm-hmm. filled with secondhand books and it was like amazing yeah and my allergies were just like not having it though <laughs> like, yeah it was i think amazing. that's the thing that i find uh, yeah i think that's the thing that i find a bit troublesome when it comes to secondhand bookstores the kind of it's so dusty and the books are so old and um that is always I don't know, like for me, that's the downside of it. Oh yeah, definitely. It's like, yeah, yeah. Allergy people with allergies cannot go there for a very long time. <laughs> no, of course not. But I really do love secondhand bookstores in the UK, though. I should probably go to some here at some point. But I've kind of stopped buying physical books. Yeah. So, how are you IDK. gonna bring your books back if you're gonna bring them? to Brunei do you have like a are you given like a container or space in a container yeah but I don't think I'm gonna bring all of them I think I'm only gonna be bringing like a handful of them cool okay what are you gonna do with them there's a communal library in my apartment so I think I'm just gonna leave them oh that's lovely yeah cool yeah okay let's move on yeah Welcome to our book club. Our book club pick for November is Beginner's Luck by Kate Claiborne. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Um, I don't even think I need to look up Goodreads for this. <laughs> no, you don't. No, I don't. So Beginner's Luck is about, um, it's part of a, the first, it's the first book in a trilogy of standalone books. Um, and it centers around three best friends who won a lottery. <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay. So the first book is about Kit, who is a materials scientist. She won the lottery and she decided to buy a house with it. Uh, and the hero of this book, the love interest, 
is Ben, Ben Tucker, who is a recruiter who wants to recruit Kit for his company. He, and he's in town because his dad took a fall and he's taking care of him right now. Yeah. So, yeah. Tell me your <laughs> like verdict. your side. Yeah. yeah. Um, I read 70% of the book mm. and I'm not going to continue it. That's fine. I've let go of yeah. the, yeah. I've let, let go of that stuff. <laughs> because I, why did I start? I don't even remember why I stopped. Like, I know last night I tried reading it and I was like, ah, I cannot be bothered. But mm. um, I tried read, I started reading it a week ago. And I kept reading it, and I was like, oh, nothing about this is really gauging me. Mm. Um, but it might also be because my head wasn't really in the game. Um, I can see why you do like it, though. Why? Because it, I feel like it kind of ticks into a lot of the things that you want in your personal life. Mm, yeah, I would say that. Yeah. When I, yeah, yeah it was like a, a lot of, so... Kit has a lot of um, I, I, trauma from her growing up where uh, her dad was an alcoholic and a gambler. And so she was basically raised by her older brother. And uh, she's always, they move around to different places. And like most of those houses and apartments were like really shitty. So she's somebody who's like seeking for roots, basically. Like she wants to be a local somewhere. And I feel like that yeah. does really hit where it hurts. <laughs> yeah. Because I have... Also, you really like mm-hmm. stories of found family. So I, I love found families. Like, yeah, so this was a good one because yep. she found a family in her best friends. And I feel like that was kind of mm-hmm. something that I kind of similarly experienced. So I was... Mm-hmm. It really like, oh, yes, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I also I really enjoyed the, the, the writing because Kate Claiborne writes really good stuff. She's a solid, solid writer. Mm-hmm. This was her debut, okay. which is so funny to me. It doesn't, it doesn't feel really? like a debut. It doesn't feel like it. It feels like she's been writing for much longer than that. Right? But this is her debut. Yeah. It's wild. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, it, did, it didn't read like a romance. Um, I think I only started reading like a romance maybe halfway through mm. and I think that was the thing that kind of re- really wasn't pulling for me and you've recommended me several romance books that I really enjoyed but this just wasn't one of it mm. it's not M- funny, maybe I, I just want also. more drama yeah th- this, this was not as like not a funny particularly funny book and it was not like particularly mm. like drama filled it was basically like a yeah uh it, it reminds me of like a small town setting yeah yeah okay yeah. that's a good thing to say because maybe that's why i wasn't into it because i wasn't really sure what about it that was like i don't know why this isn't pulling me as much as she, the books that she would have otherwise recommended but i think maybe that's what it is because i don't really like small town stories mm. like i don't care for them mm. yeah yeah hey, that's okay it's not i'm sh- i know yeah. that it's not for everybody uh but i, I just yeah. wanted like to put this book out there in in our book list also because i knew that i probably wouldn't be reading much so <laughs> i was like this is yeah. a book that i am sure that i've read for like ten thousand times that's fair enough what else do you like about it 
I really like the underlying, like, the how Kate Claiborne is really good when when she writes about trauma and it really shows in mm-hmm. both of the characters like Kit and Ben because like they, they have like different trauma where Ben's trauma is like his mom yep. left him and like he and his basically he felt abandonment and Kit's trauma is um instability and Ben is like trying to get away from the town like the, the tension between the this couple is that Ben wants to or he thought he wanted to leave the ta- the city that's a small city um but kit wants to stay and she doesn't want to go and she's like she's fearful and she's like mm-hmm. she's really holding strong onto this this place that she just finally wants to call home and ben mm-hmm. has always had that that but he wants to make it out of it out of that home mm-hmm. And it was really interesting to see like how they uh, come together and compromise, and in the end, um, what was their compromise? Uh, they they compromised basically by like working through it. Like there was a misunderstanding where like uh, Ben's partner in his in the company was kind of went behind his back, uh, and the partner went behind Kit's back and kind of like stronghold gave her basically an ultimatum um based on her job like she if she if she didn't take the recruitment offer from the company her mentor wouldn't get funding for his research scummy yeah so so uh the misunderstanding was like this was the old game the kid thought that this was the game plan all along so right but they were already together so like they broke up and it was like a whole lot of things happen and the compromise ended up being like ben decided that he actually didn't want to he was just kind of like tight he went back to his um job in i I don't know texas or something and like uh, he decided he looked around and he felt empty and he he felt Mm -hmm. like what he wanted for his future was to stay in that in his hometown with his family and also with Kit. Right. And Kit kind of grew grew as well because she decided like yes, she this home is hers, but she doesn't have to stay bound by it as in like her home is wherever she makes it also and she mm. will always have it to come back to if she chooses because she, it's already hers, like nobody can take it away from her. So she yeah. ends up becoming a consultant for um other companies. She trains other people to use the machines basically. Ooh. Yeah. I see. Oh. We get a wedding at the end, but not of of Kit and Ben. We get a wedding f- uh, for mm. his dad mm-hmm. and his mm. and his dad's neighbor because apparently they've been together for like that's twenty nice. years. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. That's nice to hear. To feel good, <laughs> happy, and it's nice that. Uh, yeah, it's nice to hear that some people's love life is working out for them. Yeah. That's the that's the point of romance, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think that's also why I was like, oh, I hate reading romance. This just made me dwell on my own life. That's what that's what you said about like um when the the, the tension, the sexual tension between um Ali and Nara, and Nari, Ali and Nari. And I was like, oh my god. <laughs> like all romance just pisses me off. <laughs> 
Uh, okay. Good pick. Um, I just couldn't commit to it by the end of it, that's all. Mm, that's okay. Yeah. I think that's the thing, like, if I want to read romance, I want it to be funny, and I think this one wasn't that funny. Mm. So I was just like, meh. So it wasn't as funny um, as, like, Kiss Caution or, like, The Bright Test. I think Kiss Caution was a lot of fun to read. Yeah. Um, the Bright Test was funny. Bright Test was also also a lot of fun to yeah. read yeah this just wasn't fun and i think you're right about bringing up about the whole trauma thing because the whole time i was reading i was like ah trauma 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 yeah like, i was it's so visible to me about like childhood trauma and stuff and the whole time i was reading it that was the thing that just kept resonating in my brain and i was like i don't want to think about this yeah that, yeah that's kind of one of the reasons also that was like ah uh, this isn't a book for like if you're not emotionally ready for i guess what do you mean i am emotionally ready no i mean like you as in like you the general populace you know like whoever wants Uh to read this like for me if i were to read this as like when i'm in my i wouldn't read this in my downswing i think because it was just like Mm. one of those things that are like this is just very triggering for me but also like it is very comforting at the same time because it is Mm. something like okay yeah there is a happy ending after all of this you know yeah Right. Mm. I mean, it is romance, so there is a guaranteed happy ending. Yes, there is. Yeah. That's it, really. That's it, really. Yeah, this is like the, our shortest yeah. episode ever. Ever. Yay. Ever. Ever. Yeah. Um, so we're not, we don't have any books for our book club next month. And instead, what we're going to try to do is do a um, yearly, what? Roundup. What's the word? A roundup for 2020 um, for the books that we've read. I guess we'll have to make categories for it. Maybe we'll be more organized. Maybe. I think we always say that. That's the dream. Yeah. <laughs> That's the dream. For all of our projects. Right? Yeah. We'll, we'll be more organized. <laughs> yeah. And then shit happens. Yeah. And then we um, maybe we can organized. do also like uh, books that we've read and books that we're looking forward to read. Okay. I think that sounds more what you would do. <laughs> I, li- I literally have no, no book to look forward to next year okay we'll see but i'll 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 look ar- i'll look around i'll have a gander at the internet okay follow us on twitter at book club haters and our mothership Sanket at Sanket alliance uh Sanket alliance.com and on facebook at Sanket alliance yay goodbye Bye. <laughs>